Hello, my friends. Welcome back to the Nutri Upgrade podcast. This is a podcast where we discuss how to upgrade our nutrition and lifestyle for a better life. And I want to discuss the foundational question for, I would say, all people who want to burn fat. And I also hear about this topic a lot on social media. It's a calorie deficit, my friends. So if you ever wondered, is it worth it to count calories, to cut them, how to calculate your calorie deficit, this is your episode. And by the end of this episode, you will learn some astounding truth. And I promise there will be many surprises. I already had a blog post on my website about this topic of calories and I tied it to a question from one of my clients. She basically said that she was not eating that much but she was still putting on weight and she couldn't lose any weight. So she was wondering why this calorie deficit did not work and over the time since that time when I published that article I saw this concept of calorie deficit and this question coming up many, many times at different conversations and through different lenses and contexts. And I just knew since I started this podcast that I had to record my professional opinion on this topic. So here it is. Okay, so for those of you who doesn't know me yet, who am I to speak about it? If you're new to my show, I am 37 years old, mom of two. I'm a qualified nutritionist with about eight years of client work experience, predominantly with women. And I personally have been through the calories in, calories out method myself. And I had many clients who came to me after this method did not work for them. They were frustrated, exhausted, and they had many nutrient deficiencies. This is the classical result of this method hair loss as well and to be honest with you none of this is fun and I personally wish that someone had told me this when I was 18 and heartbroken and sobbing at night because my calorie deficit led to the very same hair loss and no energy left and hardly the result of burning fat that I really wanted and I kept on cutting calories and my weight was becoming even more stubborn. So in this episode, I don't want to go through the same stuff that I already have written in my blog post, but I want to approach this topic from a different angle. So this episode will be three reasons why calorie deficit is not the best or sustainable method to burn all the unwanted fat and maintain your results for life. Okay, so number one, I want you to know and remember this by heart, that all calories are under the ultimate realm of control of your hormones, which essentially tell your body either to store or to burn fat. And hormones are influenced by the foods you eat and certain lifestyle habits. 
Okay, let me unpack this. <laughs> While it's true that, for example, if I start eating much more foods that I do now, say one and a half times more, I will gain weight and probably feel sick as well. And if I stop eating entirely, I will lose weight, starting with water, then glycogen stores, and then some fat, and then some muscle mass as well. But these scenarios of eating way too much or not eating anything at all are not about real day-to-day -day life. Well, not for all people. This is certainly true for some people who eat a lot of foods, but we're not talking about them. This is a bit different situation when people are eating massive amounts of foods. And of course, if you do that, you will gain weight. But note that their diet overall is not healthy either. So it's not like they're eating bowls of kale. So let's get back to the main point. The real tangible weight loss when people are reaching their desired goal weight and lose those last pounds. And remember, the first, I would say, 11 to 15 pounds are the easiest to lose. And the very last ones are the most difficult. So those people who reach their desired goal weight and are nourished and healthy at the same time, these results come not from cutting calories, but from, first of all, turning off the fat-storing hormones and the states in the body that make the body store fat and hold on to it, and number two, turning on the fat-burning hormones. And these two categories of hormones are triggered by the foods that you eat, the state of your liver, certain lifestyle habits and the level of stress which may be physical, mental or even caused by lifestyle factors, medication, inflammation in the body and nutrient deficiencies. So for example, cortisol, a stress hormone, as well as the hormones that come from non-organic meat, dairy or soy also play a role, as well as our own growth hormone and our sleep hygiene. And burning fat goes way beyond calorie deficit. It's such an interplay of multiple factors, but the real directors of the show, that is called fat burn, are actually your hormones. If you take, for example, 200 calories of different foods, the result on your hormones can be very different. So, for example, if you eat 200 calories of white boiled rice, it will tell your body to store fat. And as you can see, this food is not that high in calories. And if you take, for example, 200 calories of wild salmon, this will not trigger any fat storing hormones and it will actually tell your body to burn some fat if other factors that promote fat burning are also there. So that's why there are so many low-calorie foods that are fattening, like rice cakes I posted about just recently in my Instagram, and many people commented in shock. Actually, even 
table sugar, if you think of it, is not so calorie dense. And while on the other hand, there are calorie dense foods like red meat, avocado, salmon, but this will not trigger any fat storing hormones. On the contrary, salmon will facilitate fat burning and promote satiety and it will provide nutrients to rebuild your tissues like skin, muscles, organs, glands and it will lower inflammation, promote cardiovascular and mental and skin health. So there are so many benefits but it's not connected with the calories that it provides. So in essence, while all of those online programs that promise, oh, come and join my program and eat whatever you want and lose weight, sounds very appealing, but they will not live up to this promise. It's the diet that needs to be changed and the hard stuff that needs to be done. And many people want to bypass that because for some reason they fear giving up some of their favorite foods and they are afraid that their diet will lose its taste and pleasure but we all know it's not true if you haven't listened yet go back to my show and listen to an episode that is called how to make your diet absolutely delicious i promise it will change your perspective forever so as you can see Calorie deficit is not prerequisite to fat burning or fat storing situation in the body. And that's also the reason why eat less, move more approach does not work either. And finally, calories do not guarantee satisfaction, especially if we eat foods that, for example, raise our blood sugar. In fact, the result will be the opposite. You will have an increased hunger. Okay, number two, your basal metabolic rate slows down. Okay, so when you go into a calorie deficit, you may initially lose a couple of pounds. But then what happens is that your basal metabolic rate, or BMR for short, adapts to your lowered calorie intake and your body essentially slows down your metabolism. It conserves energy better and reduces the number of calories that are needed for basic functions. As a result, you burn less fat and it becomes challenging in the long run to lose all the unwanted weight. You eventually stop losing weight and you also need even fewer calories to maintain it. But you want to lose more weight, right? So in order to do that, you need to cut even more calories. And where does it lead you? Fatigue, pale or gray face, skin problems, hair falling out, nails are not growing and breaking, you look sick, you feel sick and tired, and you're thinking slow, you end up with all kinds of nutrient deficiencies because you're just not getting enough of them, you have mood swings, and there might even be some muscle loss, not fat loss, and it becomes even more difficult 
to burn fat. I personally met clients who came to me after they had gone through it, exhausted, not healthy, frustrated. It's basically a trap in the long run. And I've been there myself. And number three, why calorie deficit is not the best tool to burn fat in the long run. Essentially, this calorie deficit will not work, especially for women who had at least one pregnancy, people who are perimenopausal, women with any hormonal imbalance or estrogen dominance, such as PCOS, painful or missing periods, inovulation, cysts, fibroids, or very bad PMS, etc. People with insulin resistance, and to be honest with you, it's not that common for the medical practitioners to diagnose it or to send people for the tests, but so many of the general population are insulin resistant and you can tell by the symptoms they report as well. And I see that a lot of experts right now are revealing this information, more and more people are actually insulin resistant, even though they might not know it, they haven't done the tests. And sadly, medical practitioners only deal with type 2 diabetes. It is the condition that insulin resistance turns into than people with inflammatory or autoimmune conditions, people with thyroid problems such as nodules, slow thyroid, etc. And people with liver problems, which is again a very common, very popular problem for general population right now. So basically liver is simply working a lot because it is under some kind of stress from the substances. It has to clear out, for example, refined carbohydrates, processed products, alcohol, tobacco, vaping, chemicals in food, in cookware, in skin products, etc. From my experience, I had many clients and none of my women were 100% healthy. Men usually had some kind of liver problems. With women, it's much more complicated. <laughs> we're so majorly governed by hormones each month and then at various stages of our life. So I had women with fatty liver disease, with Hashimoto's, with PCOS, endometriosis in their perimenopausal years, diagnosed, by the way, insulin resistance, and yet we never counted or cut our calories but they were all able to burn fat. And I mean, a lot of fat. I'm talking size six or eight kind of result. And some of them did not even exercise because, well, some just were not in that place yet in their health and fitness journey. But some had recently undergone a surgery and they still lost weight, even though they didn't exercise at all. We didn't do intermittent fasting. I know it's good. And that's a topic for a different conversation, I guess. But we didn't do that. And we were still able to achieve a desired weight. What we worked on is changing nutrition, changing the foods that they were eating on a daily basis, their eating habits, their lifestyle habits. So we've done the difficult stuff that everyone wants to shortcut, I would say, and to hack. 
But to be very honest with you, these women would have never been able to achieve these astounding results if we simply cut the calories. It just would not be possible. What we did essentially was that we turned off the fat storing mechanisms and we turned on the fat burning mechanisms. And one cannot exist in the presence of the other. So in other words, you cannot burn fat if your fat storing hormones are turned on. So what I want to say, it's really not sustainable to live in this calorie deficit. It will not bring any lasting results. It will end at some point, so you will need to cut even more calories. It's not suited for many, many people. And what you essentially need to work on is your daily nutrition. If you want long-term sustainable results in losing weight and keeping it off, as well as looking healthy and feeling great, versus like a vampire sucked the life out of you two days ago, calories are insignificant, but the foods and the quality of foods you choose is exactly what plays the key role. And the proportions of the foods also matter a lot. Some need to be kept under the limits, which differ for each person. And some foods, on the contrary, I push my clients to increase. But the calories here are not what a decisive criterion is. Having said that, I need to make a disclaimer. It does not follow that since calories are insignificant for fat burn, you may now be granted a license to overeat. This actually is one of the pivotal factors for many people seeking to lose weight for good. It's the combination of mindful and intuitive eating, the right sizes of the meals, plus a healthy diet tailored to your body type that will yield lasting results. And I am a firm believer that one does not stand a chance without the other. So if you only eat intuitively, but you eat all the wrong foods, it will not bring the results that you want. And on the contrary, you may overeat emotionally, even on healthy foods. I have a podcast episode on this very same question as well. And I will link it in the description to this episode so you can go back and listen to it. So overeating and emotional eating out of stress or boredom or sometimes even happiness on a regular basis will undoubtedly hinder your healthy weight loss goals. This is a problem so common that almost any person who has ever been on a diet in his or her life has come across this at least once in her life. This is why I also coach my clients on the strategies that help resolve this problem and it is an integral part of my weight loss course. Finally, things like your sleep, your stress level and cortisol, your estrogen, progesterone and testosterone also play a role, but it can all be rebalanced with the right diet, nutrients and lifestyle habits. And now I've said that, I think I need to make an Instagram stories and save them in my highlights 
to show all the components of the weight loss course that I provide and all the aspects we work on. These are at the moment only personal weight loss courses. So these are one-to-one consultations, but I'm thinking to launch some online group weight loss course at some time in future as well. I hope you got a lot of insights from today's episode and you found it helpful. Please do share it with your friend who's struggling to lose weight and is cutting and counting calories or someone who you know wants to lose weight so that they don't make any unnecessary mistakes. And if you have a moment, I would be so grateful if you could go and leave a rating and a review for this show. It would help me enormously to carry on creating episodes like this. Don't hesitate to let me know what you would like to hear about next. You can email me, you can DM me, whichever way is more convenient for you. If you have any questions or if you were wondering about some nutrition myth or facts and you would like to get a professional opinion on this, throw it in my way and I will make a separate podcast episode answering your question. Please also turn on the ring bell notification on this show so that you are notified on your podcast listening app whenever a new episode is live. I hope you have a wonderful healthy week and I will see you all next time.